This podcast is a quest for well-being, a quest for a meaningful life through the exploration of fundamental truths, enlightening ideas, insights on physical, mental, and spiritual health. The inspiration is love. The aspiration is to awaken new ways of thinking that can lead us to a new way of being. Being well. Welcome to Body, Mind, and Soul Healing Conversations. step, layer by layer, each part of the process builds upon the former. You can't rush the process. Valeria Tellez interviews Casey Rossi, a business and certified mindset coach, certified aromatherapist, mind-body coach, and NLP practitioner. Casey Rossi is a business and certified mindset coach who helps female solopreneurs in helping healing fields grow and scale their online business. Her integrated approach honors mind, emotions, and heart, so it's not only a joyful journey, but one that is also sustainable. She believes and teaches a sales-as-service philosophy and shows women how they can be spiritual and profitable at the same time. Before starting her coaching business, KC was a serial entrepreneur building over 10 different companies, one being manufacturing confections that she ran for 17 years, hitting over seven figures annually. She learned the ins and outs of business by doing and creating something from nothing. KC is also a certified aromatherapist, mind-body coach, and NLP practitioner, which allows her to bring a holistic approach to her coaching. She offers personalized one-on-one business coaching, as well as an online business building course called Thrive Business Thrive. When she's offline, you can find her enjoying her organic garden, walking through the grape vineyards in the Naples Valley in upstate New York, or 30 feet under scuba diving in blue waters. Meet Casey at kcrossi.com. Here is the interview with Casey Rossi. In your own words, who is Casey Rossi? Uh, Thank you. Thank you for having me. So Casey Rossi uh, currently is a business and leadership coach, and I connect with women. I help them really connect with their own intuition, their zone of genius, and really what's going to light them up, something that they're going to have a lot of passion and enthusiasm towards that they can then spread their message and continue the the positive ripple effect into the world. So I guess my first official question is about purpose. What do you think is the purpose of the human experience and how do we learn or how do we uncover our own purpose in life? Mm, Such a beautiful question. I love that. I really think that our sole purpose is to connect with our oversoul, to really know ourselves as soul and to really 
see our part in the world for something that's on a much larger scale, not something that's just surface, that is just um, self-centered or more contained and focused just on our physical body, but really looks at ourselves in a holistic way and also is connected to a purpose of service and helping other people. So um, it's, I think we're here not by happenstance and we have many lessons and I feel like it's our opportunity in this human body at the highest run of evolution to really know ourselves as soul and to really uncover all of the dross and dirt that's kind of dampened and darkened who we really are. Mm, and it's right. our opportunity to shine. And speaking of soul, that brings me to the topic of spirituality. What is spirituality to you and what is to be spiritual? Mm. Spirituality to me is really of the highest purpose. Uh, it's what fuels me. It fuels me to do the work that I do, even though it is through the lens of business. I feel that it is an amazing opportunity to know ourselves personally and spiritually. There's nowhere to hide. It's me, myself, and I, right? And, yeah. and like all of the shadow pieces are illuminated and it gives us an opportunity to dig deep and really look at both sides of the coin and accept ourselves. And so I think spirituality is all about that recognition. It's about self-compassion and self-trust. Mm -hmm. And then it's also about being connected to uh, the higher purpose. You know, why are we here? You yeah. know, why were we given these specific gifts? Why are we connecting with these specific people and really understanding that there is a, a master plan? Mm -hmm. And I, I heard this one um, thing that kind of stuck with me for years. And it was that even though we may be going through life and it feels very twisty and, and curvy and uncomfortable, um, that's almost like the underside of an oriental rug where there's uh -huh. all these threads and loose ends and it's not looking that pretty, but having the faith and trust that when you flip it over, and this really applies to our life as well, that there is divine beauty that's happening specifically for your soul imprint and that everything has a reason and all those intersections were really put to serve you, to help you grow, and to make a master plan very specific to your soul and your growth. And you make me wonder how you came across these powerful and deep insights and understandings about yourself and life. Ah, I've always had a very curious mind. I never really accepted social norms and rules. Yeah, so from a very young age, just very curious, very wanting to discover and learn on my own terms, not just be force fed with something that is um, supposed to be or social norms. Right. And I became vegetarian at 13 in a very kind of strict Catholic family that was like total meat eaters. And so <laughs> yeah. I really learned from like a very young age, like what it feels like mm -hmm. to go against the grain right. and to wonder and to question. Wow. And so I got really interested in Eastern religion, metaphysical things, um, alternative medicine, complementary modalities. And it just really caused me to go deep into mystic poetry and be very open and wondering like what else and, and really wondering and, and asking those questions. Why are we here? Like, what right. is this truly all about? Where are we going? What is this all for? And that really led me to a spiritual path. Um, and from that point, 
I began to meditate every day. And so I've, that's been something that's a daily part of my being. I don't know who I would be uh, without that. So for 30 years, I've meditated every day. And I think that that's where a lot of the insight and continued curiosity and quest for knowledge, connection, and the big answers um, have, have come in my life. And I wonder also why it's so challenging for us to come to this courageous space or idea of being, questioning, and try not to follow, fit, fit in, this idea of fitting in. So would you say that for women, it's more challenging than for men? You know, I have more experience working with women and seeing the challenges, the pitfalls, and and really seeing kind of the gap. One of the things that I will say that um, specifically to your question, there's a a lack of confidence in general Mm. for the the gender of women. And I think that that element, whether it's from ancestral or collective consciousness or just our global paradigms, we see that like men just have this, uh, and of course it's a generalistic, you know, uh, term here, but there's a sense of confidence and there's a sense of like maybe a knowingness or, or maybe that is a part of the paradigm that we've all bought into is that there is that sense and maybe less vulnerability. So I'm always, again, like, let's explore that. Let's not just take that in. Of course, there's connotations for a reason, but I do like to look at people more on a soul to soul level and the outer vesture really it has no meaning there there it really doesn't have anything to do with with our sole purpose and why we're here but i do think that through cultured conditioning um as women there are a few more different pathways to navigate and one being you know um that confidence piece that self-worthiness piece and kind of more of the shoulds what are the social norms what are the expectations right. for women also, you speak of uh, ancestry and our ancestors. So that's another influence we have. Absolutely. Right. That cannot be ignored. Do you ever use the word God? I do. And it's something that I feel like I've been a little bit more fluid with of late. And yeah. I think that it was in my earlier career, that was something that I think I kept more private. I really had more of a black and white nine to five lifestyle. And as I've continued to do the work and crack those shells, right? And we're always a work in progress. There's never that perfection. I've realized that I do have a deep desire for integration and for bringing that in and together and being really bold and okay with talking about that. And I I really have to say, Valeria, that that came through practice because I also have a podcast and I ended up connecting with women that were deep in their spirituality and they were like unafraid and unashamed and unapologetic. And Mm -hmm. I was always in awe of them. And I was just so um, inspired by their voice and being bold enough to have a platform to talk about things like the universe, soul, spirituality, God, and all of those wonderful things that as much as I enjoyed it, I really was like, oh, I'm not sure if that's that professional and people really just want Mm. strategy and they want to learn how to make money. And they're more interested Mm. in my past of like when I hit seven figures, when I had my chocolate company. And, you know, and so I think these are the stories that we tell ourselves and the 
what I'm finding and what I found over the last couple of years is the opposite is actually true, Mm. that people are really thirsty for authenticity and for these conversations that feel elusive. And they're so thrilled to be able to connect with people who speak their language. And it's really cool. It's kind Mm -hmm. of been this whole like mind burst of like, whoa, I could have been living (laughs) this integrated lifestyle for the last like 30 (laughs) years of my career. Why did it take me so long? (laughs) Uh, Tell me about it. Yes. Um, So true. And that um, I think about intuition because it seems like we already we know this truth that we can do certain things. That's what we love to do. That's what we are here to do. But we choose not to listen to that voice. And I haven't for 37 years. I have been suppressing that voice. So talk to me for a moment about the importance of trusting our intuition. I think that that is, that's the magic right there. Yeah. I think that that's, that's the message that I would love to impress on all of your listeners is to lean into that self-trust. Yeah. And when you take that time to build the confidence muscle of intuition, your whole life can truly shift because you're no longer looking outside of yourself for the answer, right. for the way, for the direction. You're able to allow getting influenced by quote unquote experts or people who you feel are superior to you, you're able to just let that resolve and dissolve Mm -hmm. and truly understand that all the answers that you're looking for are inside of you. Mm -hmm. And that when you learn to cultivate that intuition and turn within with those kind of big listening ears, um, Mm -hmm. things smooth it smooth out, right? Like you're, decisions become crystal clear. They're faster. There is a sense of fluidity instead of resistance, like you're going against the grain. And I think that that ties into also the um, understanding and the deep belief that the universe does have your back, that everything is happening for a reason. They're not just like trendy quotes on a coffee cup, but (laughs) it truly can be the way that you live, you know? Um, And I think it's like once you start tasting that and experiencing it, it doesn't feel so woo-woo or that works for them, but it doesn't work for me or I wasn't born with that. I think there's a lot of those internal voices in the beginning and a little fear because it's a fear of the unknown. And there's also a, a tremendous amount of heroism, I think, that comes with that in the line of self accountability and reliability, right? Because there isn't anywhere to blame because you're really tuning within and becoming super reliable and leaning into that self-trust. And in that, you have to be super accountable for all of your decisions. And I think that that takes a lot of personal growth in order to embody all of that because um, it's work. It's not just like this easy thing. Right. It can be easier than we make it, right. but it also has, there's some terrain to traverse, right? Yeah, there's there's yeah. some trial and error. and and um, But I think that once you embrace it and then you realize, oh, like, yeah, we have brain cells in our belly that, that gives us this beautiful, wise gut instinct. Listen to that. Tune into that. Do that before you go to do a Google search, you know? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> True. I love your message. Thank you, Casey. It resonates true all the way in my being. Thank you. What are some of the main qualities of a true leader, if we can call it that? 
Yeah, I think leadership first starts with self-leadership, walking our talk and really putting in all the theories into practice with that intention of self-mastery, whether you want to even go as far as saying enlightenment, you know, it is truly beginning with yourself and putting those practices, even if it's small micro habits. And I don't even want to say even because that seems like I'm minimizing it. Yeah. I want to say especially those micro habits, those micro moments when no one's looking mm-hmm. and it's just you making the decision to be honest and live in integrity and then keep showing up and keep showing up. And also I think the the element of interconnectedness is really powerful when it comes to leadership. I think that with integrity and honesty, communication, mm. and again, like that authentic, I'm intimately connected to this message of leadership because I walk the walk, because I'm empathetic of the potholes. Like that to me, like when I admire someone in a leadership role, yeah. It is truly the ones that are like in the trenches, in the field, like mm-hmm. doing the work. Right. You know, it's right. it's the the ones really with their hands dirty, like the the soil mm-hmm. under yes. their fingers from yeah. doing the organic gardening, you know? <laughs> true. <laughs> true. And with that in mind, what are some people that come to mind when you think about true leadership? Ooh, that's a good question. So I would say that, um, I mean, right away, I think Oprah comes to mind because she has traversed adversity um, and the consistency is extremely admirable. Like she is still going strong decade after decade. I think her positive ripple effect and her philanthropic nature is also super inspiring. Yeah, I think that that's a big one for me. When I see that somebody has overcome adversity and trailblazed their own path and then consistently has had longevity and impact. That's really exciting to me. Uh, I think Mel Robbins too comes to mind Mm. because she feels super fearless. And I, I, in the beginning when I had so much fear about going live and being seen and really kind of breaking away from a longtime business partnership relationship and moving more towards solopreneurship, she was really instrumental for me of just like, let's get out of our head, like five, four, three, two, one, let's bust Mm -hmm. through, (laughs) you know, let's just go and do it. And that really helped because I think that many of us can stay in our head. And when we think about, you know, comparison or who am I and that, uh, that unworthiness voice can come in. There's other people that may have a stronger message or a, you know, a deeper voice to be heard. Um, It's really nice to have somebody cut through the noise and just say, you know what, just do it. Press the big red go live button, (laughs) you know, just say yes, just jump into the action. (laughs) So she comes to mind as well, because I think that um, as a leader, we have to take action. And we have to be the ones that are willing to go first and have the moxie and courage to fail and get up and try again and rise. Interestingly, when you say the word consistency is a quality of a leader, that makes me think about a question. So what does it say, really? What this quality says about a person, about us? Yeah, absolutely. I think consistency is actually this layer that's often overlooked because it's unsexy and it is the key that unlocks it all, right? It Mm. is truly the key that unlocks it all because when we look at things that are successful in our own life and in other people that we admire, they are small actions that are done repeatedly 
over time Mm -hmm. that typically has built this beautiful, strong foundation. And then if you can imagine this wise oak tree with a massive amount Mm -hmm. of reach and branches, like that just continues to flourish and give and flourish and give. But it started, you know, just behind the scenes, buried under dark soil with conditions that maybe felt heavy and through just consistency and nurturing and doing the work and showing up, something really beautiful grows and continues to share and give and have this positive ripple effect. So those consistent actions that we do, again, like it is almost like the beauty in the mundane. You know, what does it look like Mm. when I'm off? You know, what does it look like behind closed doors? What are my habits like? What am I doing to be tapped into high vibes, to be clear, to be energetic? How am I living my virtues in action? Like, how are they not just, again, you know, beautiful words on a whiteboard, but how am I embodying those virtues and showing up day after day, moment after moment? And I think that, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of people in in Valeria in the beginning, because for the first four years, when I first started my entrepreneurial career, my business partner and I actually popcorned around to nine different businesses before our 10th business took off. And what I learned about lack of consistency is if you don't have the patience to stick around long enough for something to take root and flourish, then you're not going to find sustainable success. Mm -hmm. And part of consistency is kind of leaning into micro habits, leaning into the mundane Mm -hmm. and waking up, cultivating enthusiasm anyway. You know, like I think that's a key is how do I still approach my life with a curious mind Mm -hmm. so it can be fun and that actually ignites joy. And I think that's one way that we can squash boredom. Because I think a lot of times people feel consistency is just a playground for boredom. But I think if you can crack the code for yourself to kind of be like, what next? And what what's here now? And let's look under this rock. And here's another facet (laughs) of the situation that maybe I've never seen before. We can actually make our own fun. So, yeah, for me, it has been gratitude that really helps with the consistency in doing the same thing, which is not really the same thing, talking to different people and doing all the things that I do. So that kind of uh, resonates. It's, it might be uh, the embodiment of our truth. So the commitment to that, because it takes commitment. Yes. You're right. It does You're take right. commitment. Yeah. So um, success is another word that we use, and um, it seems like everyone's trying to get to that um, destination. (laughs) So to you, Mm. what is success? What is to be successful? And what are some of the greatest misunderstandings about success? Yeah, beautiful question. So I think a lot of the misunderstandings around success is, one, someone else gets to define it. Two, that there is a picture perfect (laughs) um, kind of mirage of what success looks and feels like. And three, that many times we even delete feelings altogether when we think of success and we focus on the metrics only and the zeros in our bank account. So I think those are kind of like the top three misconceptions that 
we can fool ourselves and we can be chasing something that one, the benchmark continuously moves, you know, like just when you think you're going to get there, it moves, you know, because there's (laughs) always somebody that's going to be having more than you or like, you know, a flashier lifestyle where you're thinking, wait, I think I wanted this, but now that I'm here, I should now chase after X, Y, Z. And, you know, after experiencing burnout, you know, when I had my seven plus figure business, I realized very, very quickly that that was absolutely not success for me. And it took some reconditioning to give myself permission to redefine what success was for me. So Valeria, for me, it's about integration. It's about really leaning into our work as worship and understanding like the interconnectedness and purpose in a way that like evokes joy. So it's more about the feeling state, so much more about the feeling state than, than the metrics. And I feel like, you know, I feel more like a millionaire now than I did years ago when, when I was making seven plus figures. I love that, Casey. Thank you for the important message. The idea of defining what success is and also bringing this component of joy and cultivating that. I absolutely agree. And one more question for you, the warm-up question is one of those. Uh, freedom. What is freedom to you? What is to be free from your perspective? Uh, yeah, I love that. So <laughs> freedom is so huge. It's a big part of my values. And it's really about doing what I want, when I want, with who I want. Mm-hmm. And I know that um, David Wolf used to always say, like, without shame, without guilt, right? Like, yeah. just with true joy, just yeah. true joy and and connection. So really kind of leaning more into, I get to do these things and letting go of the got to. So really just giving ourselves permission to release any obligations and choose really mindfully what expands us, what Mm. lights us up. And that's people, places, things, food, you know, what's going to give us that energy because if we don't have good health, we're not going to have freedom. And health is really two-pronged. Like it's mental. It's actually more than two-pronged. Mental, physical, spiritual, emotional. Like if we can holistically be healthy, we're going to experience more freedom. And I feel like Hmm. that's another piece that's often overlooked. And I'm personally just getting over COVID and I've never had more of a sense of gratitude for holistic health as I do right now. Like I still can't taste and smell. I don't quite have my energy. And even though I've had a daily gratitude practice, um, I have a completely clarified, more granular appreciation for holistic health. Do you connect this idea of living holistically to the idea of finding balance? Oh, absolutely. I think, again, it goes back to complementary modalities, that interconnectedness, um, the integration of all aspects of who we are. Uh, That's how we're going to feel more whole, feel more balanced, have a solid foundation that we can just kind of spring forth from. Um, I think that if we have excess or deficiency in any arena, it's impossible to achieve balance. Going back to the topic of uh, COVID, are you taking the vaccine? I'm not right now. And I, you know, I'm going to 
take a pause. And again, like really yeah. try to, to listen to my inner wisdom. Right, right. First off, I definitely need to heal from, from the virus. And secondly, I just, I'm, I'm kind of more on the watch and wait side and I'm not a fan of the ingredient label to be quite frank with you, right, um, right, from two right. of the three manufacturers. So there's right. just certain things that feel not an in integrity or in alignment with my spiritual values. Mm. And so, yeah, yeah, I think I will kind of be more attentive to building my immunity in a natural, holistic way. Right. And that goes right down, whether we're looking at herbal supplements or whether we're looking at a healthy mindset and visualization, affirmation, law of attraction, like it, it, it's all about where I want to put my focus. Yeah, that's interesting that you say that because I feel the same way. My intuition says the same thing, not to take it, not to take the vaccine. I don't know exactly why, and I have not done any research or read anything yet. But yeah, I have the same idea about this belief system, which to me is a knowing, really, when I'm listening to my intuition. I'm just happy to hear that from you, too. <laughs> so it's a confirmation yeah. in a way. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. And Valeria, you know, it's yeah. so interesting because I think that at least in, in my circle, most of the people that I'm connected with are getting it and they're really like, you know, kind of not thrilled with, with my decision. And I think it, yeah, it yeah. again goes back to giving yourself permission right. to rely on yourself right. and to listen to that inner voice. So there are, there's no, um, there are no regrets in our life. You know, there's mm. no regrets when we can truly lean into mm. our, our heart wisdom and our gut intuition. True. And then, um, yeah, Going back to the idea as well of uh, culture conditionings. Yeah, this is the beginning of yeah. a new one for sure. If we, Absolutely. And it's just uh, like, hey, I'm not used to going against uh, the grain, so it's okay. Right. <laughs> Tell me about it. I love that about you. Uh, talk to me. We're almost at the end and I have so many questions here, way too many. But talk to me for a moment about the soul print method. Yeah, absolutely. So the soul print method is really um, my philosophy and my way of being uh, that has just become this way of how I coach women leaders. I tend to attract a lot of healers. I work with yeah. a lot of holistic practitioners, aromatherapists, clinical nurse specialists, and people that really do lean more into alternative medicine and complementary medicine. So one of the cool things about the soul print method is it really focuses on the individual holistically. It brings in the yin yang approach of taking into account our femininity when it comes to a sales as service approach, going with the flow, leaning into our intuition, self-leadership and our own accountability. So it has that beautiful interwoven um, aspect of both the feminine and then on the flip of it, because we are in business to have sustainable profits, we also respect, acknowledge and integrate the masculine pieces of business, the linear, the metrics, our KPIs, our strategy, our visibility. And to me, that's how we're going to get this wholeness. You talked about integration a yeah. lot today. And, yeah. and that's really what I look at um, when I developed the soul print method. I wanted something to be very integrated, something that could feel sustainable and something that gives 
um, each one of us permission to be exactly who we are and all the facets of who we are and use that through the lens of business. And along the way, the the (laughs) beauty and the perk is that we get personal and spiritual development. So my goal really when I work with someone is to help them become better people, not just better business people. Right. I love, love, love a a thousand times I can say that. Your purpose, your message, um, everything you say, everything you do is just so in alignment with what resonates with life itself to me, because it is about integration. It is about not pushing away anything, because sometimes we do, uh, especially women, for some reason, I did for many years, like, oh, no, I'm not about, I can't sell. Uh, It's all about love. (laughs) And it's not about money. And that was limiting me in so many ways. So I love that message. That money mindset is such a big deterrent. And I think it takes some chipping away. It takes some acknowledgement in shining the light. And then I love that you said it's about love because if you look at love like sunshine, the sunshine can come and warm all of those crusty paradigms Mm. and all of the shoulds. Mm. And when we keep putting ourselves out there and we keep basking in that kind of golden warmth, it will bring to surface what is already in there that's just been kind of covered and crusted over. And that's the beauty of transformation. So I have a few more questions for you, the ending questions. Too many other questions here I can't ask you because of the time, but would you like to add anything before I ask you my final questions? Oh, well, I would just like to say thank you so much for having me on your show. And I feel like um, there are no accidents. So, you know, this, this supposed serendipity was really just our path's meant to cross. And I trust that whoever was supposed to be touched with our words at our conversation today, that they will hear exactly what they need to hear for continued momentum and inspiration. What was the hardest lesson to learn about yourself in life as of today? Mm, I think one of the hardest lessons was that I am enough, that I'm whole and complete, and that I don't need something outside of me to complete me or to have success or to use my voice or to increase my visibility that really that I was, you know, made in the image of God. I'm here for a reason. And if I can just lean into being that open channel and trust that all the connections that come about are truly for my growth, my destiny, my spiritual enlightenment, and we're all the same. You know, like each one of us has that drop of the great big ocean inside of us. That's what's interconnecting us. That's what we see and connect with when we feel warmth and radiance, when we have this kinship. It's because like, like begets like, and we are really all a part of that great big divine ocean. Yes, a billion times (laughs) to that truth too. And if you knew you would die soon, meaning leave in the body, would you make any change in your life or do anything in a different way? Uh, Yeah, I think I would even continue to be more bold, show up in a bigger, bolder way, use my voice to have a stronger impact and just continue to cultivate confidence. And the last question is, what are three things about life you know for sure as of this moment? Life is a gift. Um, We are here for a much bigger purpose and to definitely prioritize our spiritual health and well-being. 
Thank you so much again for your fun, uh, spiritual fun presence, uh, your wisdom, your work, and everything else in between that could be felt. Thank you, Casey. Thank you so much, Valeria. It's been a pleasure. I I loved our conversation and, and connection. So again, I'm really honored to be here. Thank you. Thank you. Where can we find more information about you, your work, services, and future projects? Awesome. So I have a free gift for your listeners. It's called the Emerging Leaders Quick Start Guide. It has a three-part free video series, which just goes deeper into what we talked about, knowing your sweet spot, giving yourself permission to dream big, and really starting with yourself. It's like, know thyself, and lead. So they can grab that three-part video series on my website at caseyrossi.com slash guide. Wonderful. I'll have that link on your podcast profile too. Thank you so much again. And we'll talk soon. Sounds wonderful. Bye for now, Casey. Bye-bye for now. Thank you for listening. To learn more about Casey Rossi and her work, please visit caseyrossi.com. To learn more about this podcast, please visit fitforjoy.org slash podcast. Thank you again for listening and bye for now.